Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today's podcast, I'm giving you the first half of the workshop that we did earlier this week. I have spent hours and hours on this workshop, and truly, it's really an aggregation of over a decade of my own education and research. So I don't want to give away the whole thing for free on the podcast, but I am giving you the first half, which I think is super important and will still be super valuable to you because I think that we really need to understand and learn what not to do so that we can focus our energy better and we don't feel like we have to overwork in order to see results. So in the new year, or really anytime someone wants to get fit, I think that this could be any time of the year, not just the new year. We are conditioned to immediately jump into intense workouts. We want to sweat. We want to, you know, burn off holiday food. Maybe we feel like kind of bleh after like a month or two of not being super consistent. And so we want to hit the ground running. We want to get that reward from our fitness watch that we burned a lot of calories. And it's totally understandable. That is what we are taught that works is that you need to burn more than you eat. And I talk about why this is not the best use of your energy and how it can affect your metabolism. I really want to caution you from jumping into an overly intense routine. And I really break that down with hopefully what makes a lot of sense to you so that you can work out smarter, not harder. I also talk about the flip side of things, which is becoming very popular is like the low intensity craze or the low impact exercise and like a focus on yoga and Pilates. I talk about my opinion on how this can affect your body as well. So again, I think that understanding where to focus your energy is very, very important so that you're not wasting your energy. You're not unnecessarily depleting yourself. If we think of exercise like medicine, any medicine that we take, we want to make sure we get the dosage right. Too much is not beneficial, right? We want the right amount. We want to make sure that the side effects are limited. Same with exercise. We want to make sure that you're not just doing any exercise. You're not just taking any drug because some side effects might be worse than others. We want to make sure that the medicine is prescribed by a highly qualified professional, right? We're not just going out and exercising with someone just because they look good. So I really want to train us to view exercise in this way that's working for our bodies, not against our bodies. So we're going over that in the first half of the workshop. And then in the second half that's on the Evo membership, Evo members is up now. We talk about setting your year-long goal. I teach you how to measure your progress, and we walk through both a fitness and a nutrition plan for the entire year. So Evo members, you can find this under programs. It's called Improve Results in One Year Workshop. And if you aren't a member and you want to listen to the second half of the workshop, you can always join our 14-day free trial and have access to it there. So I hope you enjoy the first half of this workshop. Welcome to the Build Muscle Without Overworking Workshop. So this is the non-beginner's guide to improving results in one year. Whether your goal is to improve body composition or get stronger, this workshop will truly aggregate all the necessary information for you to be able to do that. I've taken my experience as a physical therapist, as a longtime fitness trainer, and I've aggregated that with the current research of gaining muscle and body composition to create this kind of one comprehensive piece of content. So if you're a beginner, don't be scared away by the title of the non-beginner's guide. This information will absolutely apply to you and you're welcome to stay and learn. I encourage it. I've just called it the non-beginner's guide because uh, we're going to speak to what many of us have been conditioned to believe over the years with our fitness routines. So stay, even if you are a beginner, this will apply to everyone. 
And whether you're watching this in the new year or if you're watching it later in the year, in July, doesn't matter. You can build your plan today and start with this information right away. So for those of you who are new around here, my name is Dr. Shannon Ritchie. I am a former physical therapist. I'm the founder of Evlo Fitness, and I've been teaching and training for over a decade. I was inspired to create this workshop because I've done a lot of work on my own body and with my own patients in the past. I had to do a lot of work on rewiring my brain. And much of this information from this workshop will go against things that maybe you've learned in traditional fitness culture. And a lot of this are things that I wish I would have known 10 years ago. It would have saved me so much energy, so much chronic pain, so much time and money spent on body work. So I want this workshop to really serve as a guide for you to funnel your energy towards the right things right from the jump. So I have had my own experience with a body composition shift this year. At the beginning of this year, I set the goal to gain five pounds of muscle, and I wanted to give myself the entire year so that I wasn't going to rush. I wasn't going to hurt myself. And I come from a background in case you don't know, I won't get into this too much, but I come from a background of over-exercising, under-eating, and on this hamster wheel of trying to burn, 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 and it just left me depleted and with chronic pain. So I didn't want to do that this year. I wanted to really approach this from gentle consistency. So I body recompositioned, which means I gained muscle and lost fat. Even though fat loss wasn't my goal, it ended up happening through the information that I'm going to share today. So I gained about eight pounds of muscle and lost about five pounds of fat. I increased my strength between like 20 and 50%, depending on the lift. And I also dropped a size in jeans. So I truly applied this motto of gentle consistency. I didn't add a bunch of workouts. I just do the Evlo five times a week track with cardio. So that works out to be like less than four hours a week of dedicated exercise. And then I walk 10 to 30 minutes a day. Sometimes I didn't get my walk in, wasn't a ton. I applied the nutrition information from the macros videos, but I wasn't perfect there either. I drink alcohol and I like to go out to eat. So I really approached this with a gentle consistency motto. And I can truly say that I feel like I had success with this approach without wearing down my body. So I want to teach you how to do that in today's presentation. So I'm going to be referencing body recomposition and hypertrophy throughout this presentation. I think a lot of you see the gain muscle piece and you get scared away. And I want to really encourage you to stay and not be scared away by gaining muscle. So body recomposition means losing fat and gaining muscle at the same time. So I'm going to use this term hypertrophy, which means muscle growth and body recomposition. The fat loss comes primarily from nutrition almost all from nutrition and the hypertrophy piece, the muscle growth piece comes from exercise and nutrition. So nutrition is going to be a huge piece of your fitness success. One of the best things you can do for yourself is to stop viewing exercise as a weight loss tool, but rather a tool to improve the hypertrophy side of this puzzle or the muscle growth side of this puzzle. You are in the right place. If these things apply to you, number one, if you don't want to feel worn down from your fitness, our goal in Evlo is to program workouts so that you can load and change muscles, but without unnecessarily depleting you or costing your joint health in the pursuit of fitness. You're in the right place if you want to focus your efforts better. We want we don't want this to feel so hard and grueling that you're just going to burn out within a few weeks. We want this to feel like it's a sustainable part of your life and that you can use this information and apply it for the rest of your life. And then lastly, you're in the right place if you're willing to track and tinker and be patient body recomposition, gaining muscle is a slower process. 
And although there's guidelines, which we'll share in today's presentation, you don't need, we, you still need to tinker so that you can have data for what works for you. This is not a fast track. Fast tracks are sexy. I know they sell, but this is not a fast track. True change that you can sustain happens slowly, but it's truly worth it. So I want to really encourage you to take the entire year to learn what works for you so you can really stop yo-yoing and have data for what works for your body. Secondly, this is not a weight loss program. Exercise is excellent for your health, and I'm always going to recommend exercise, but you don't even need exercise to lose weight. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you're struggling with weight loss and that's your primary goal, I recommend investing in a nutrition professional over starting exercise right away. Of course, you can strength train at the same time if you have the capacity, but please do not view exercise as a way to accelerate your weight loss. And I'll talk more on this later. And then lastly, this is not nutrition advice. I talk about this all the time. It's the only disclaimer I'll give today, but I am not formally trained in nutrition, so I can't answer specific questions about nutrition needs in this um, in this presentation. Everything that I talk about from nutri- about nutrition is either from my own experience or plucked directly from Catherine, who's a registered dietitian who created modules for the Evlo membership. So by the end of this workshop, we want you to feel focused. We want you to know where to focus your energy, where not to focus your energy. You'll have a clear goal and you'll know how to track your goal. And then lastly, you'll have a plan. Having a routine is key. We don't want our workouts and nutrition to be haphazard and random. We want to have clear data so that you know what works and what doesn't. Today, we're going to spend a lot of time. This is the agenda. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about what not to do. And I think this is important if you're truly going to implement sustainable change is to know where not to focus your energy. But a lot of this is going to go against traditional conditioning and traditional fitness wiring. So I want to spend a good chunk of time in the beginning of this presentation talking about where not to focus your energy. We'll talk about how exercise affects your metabolism. We'll set your goal. We'll talk about the five basics for results. We'll build a fitness and nutrition plan. We'll learn how to track your progress, and then we'll leave the end for questions. Here's what we're not going to tell you in this presentation. We're not going to tell you you just need to work out harder. We're not about that. We're not going to tell you that you need to add endless cardio and get a certain step count. We're not going to tell you that if your body hurts, you just need more mobility. You just need to stretch more. We're not going to tell you to do super heavy compound lifts. We're not going to tell you that you have to do exercises that you hate. We're not going to say eat less, move more. We are truly going to teach you how to work out smarter, not harder. There's some fitness mistakes that I think many women tend to fall into, and there's kind of two sides of this spectrum. So the first is the moderate intensity side. Think most of your group fitness classes, most of your higher intensity group fitness classes actually fall under this moderate intensity exercise category. This is also could be running, spinning, things like that. Any any fitness routine that has like a calorie burning focus. These workouts are not bad, but I don't recommend them as your cornerstone. And I'll explain why. And then the second kind of spectrum, the opposite end of the spectrum is the low impact or low intensity workouts that I think a lot of women fall into. So think yoga and Pilates. So we tend to kind of be either on the moderate intensity, like these long boot camp classes or the low intensity, like only yoga and Pilates. And I actually don't recommend to focus on either. So let's talk about that. Number one is the moderate intensity camp. So unfortunately, this is what most people will fall into in the new year to get fit. And of course, you can see progress from these types of routines, but they're generally pretty stressful on your system and usually lead to quick burnout and really not the best use of your time and energy. It's interesting because many of these 
fitness classes are misclassified as high intensity interval training or HIT. And HIT is heavily researched and beneficial for your body, but by nature, HIT actually has to be short duration, all out effort. But the longer duration of most of these fitness classes, most are like 45 minutes, 60 minutes. It actually limits your ability to exert maximum effort. So in other words, you're spreading out your effort over a longer period of time instead of consolidating your effort into short bursts. So it's not technically hit. That's why it falls under moderate intensity. So even though these classes are marketed as hit and they may feel more intense, they're not technically hit. So you're not technically getting the metabolic benefits that you would if you were just to do a shorter workout. And these classes are potentially stressful on your system, but you may not be reaping the benefits of shorter workouts. So a lot of women fall into these types of workouts because they're afraid of building muscle and they want to focus on burning calories. I'm going to talk about why I think this is a mistake here in a moment. What's interesting is that a lot of these workouts, you'll all, you might be lifting weights. And so a lot of women get confused. They're like, well, I'm lifting weights in these classes, but so that means I'm building muscle. The thing is, is that often these lifts are either too complicated or too fast, and they end up being more cardio than muscle building because you likely aren't getting close enough to that failure or targeting muscles specifically enough. And again, we'll talk about this here in a moment. We are taught that what changes body composition is to eat less, move more. And I want to challenge this paradigm because I think that a lot of women fall into thinking they need to work out for a long period of time. They need to fatigue themselves, burn a lot of calories. They've got to feel completely exhausted and sweaty or else the workout wasn't effective. And in the beginning, this type of routine may work, but your body quickly adapts to this new intense routine and your energy expenditure, how many calories you're burning actually starts to level out. Meanwhile, you're putting lots of stress and wear and tear through your body. So newer studies are starting to challenge the idea that exercise is a significant component of increasing our calorie deficit, which may mean we're wearing down our bodies for really no good reason. So this is the constrained total energy expenditure model. And if you're familiar with my podcasts, I talk about this a lot. So essentially this model states that energy expenditure is not additive, which means we don't continue to burn more and more calories the more exercise we add. The old model, how we used to view exercise is the more you exercised, the more calories you burned, meaning you could continue to exercise and just dig yourself into a deeper, deeper hole as far as how many calories you're burning throughout the day. But recent studies are showing that it's actually not that simple at all. And this study showed that at low levels of activity, energy expenditure increased. So if you went from doing nothing to something, your energy expenditure will increase. But at higher levels, if you go from doing something to a lot, it's since energy expenditure tends to plateau. So in other words, you're not necessarily just increasing your energy expenditure. So what does that mean? What does this mean for us? This means that some activity is going to help. We highly recommend being active, but doing a lot of intense exercise isn't likely increasing your, your deficit and likely just going to lead to burnout and overstressing your body. You will have so much more success if you do not view exercise as a weight loss tool, as a tool to burn calories. I recommend just ditching that fitness watch altogether. Because if you're focused on what you're burning, you may be choosing exercises that are destructive on your body. So not only can you overuse your body, which affects your joints and your hormones, but it often leads to kind of shirking responsibility for how you're eating. How many of you have been in that spiral of thinking that you can erase a meal by going to an intense workout class or that you have to earn a glass of wine. So not only is this not healthy to 
view exercise and food in this way, but it's actually not how it works. So just seeking to burn more calories is truly a poor use of our time. Not only that, but it can actually have a bigger effect for your body in the long run because exercise can increase or decrease your metabolism. So what's really interesting is there's this study that showed that increase that your metabolism stays about stable the same from the ages of 20 to 60, if you equate for lean muscle mass. So what a lot of people will find is that they gain weight as they age and they attribute it to just getting older. But that's actually not true because if you have the same lean mass as you did when you were 20, your metabolism would be about the same. So it's not necessarily age that's the cause of a decreasing metabolism. It's that you're losing muscle as we age. This contributes to the downward spiral. Again, I've talked about this in my podcast before, but here's what so many women fall victim to. And fitness marketing, conditioning, conventional wisdom has a lot, has made us believe this. So it's no one's fault, but we focus on burning calories and eating less. We think that's what we need to do to lose weight, to look a certain way, whatever. What happens when you approach fitness and eating from this way is you actually lose muscle. Because when you're in a calorie deficit, when you're in an energy deficit and you're not intentionally strength training, you will burn both fat and muscle. You will lose both fat and muscle. So you will overall get smaller, which decreases what's called your basal metabolic rate. This means that your metabolism drops. As your metabolism drops, you have to continue to cut calories just to maintain that new weight or that new size. So this leads to constantly feeling like you're on a diet. It will likely burn you out. It can even lead to hormonal issues and weight loss resistance, joint pain, all the things. So this is why just trying to cut calories and just trying to add more and more cardio may work in the beginning for a few weeks, and then you're going to see yourself plateau and then eventually it stops working and leads to burnout. So let's go through this really potent example. Let's take a woman who is 30 years old. She weighs 150 pounds and she has about 70% lean mass. So that means all of the mass that's not fat. That's what lean mass is. So muscle, bone, etc. Let's say that she focuses for two decades on cutting cardio or cutting calories and cardio, which I think a lot of people can do for years, decades. Well, what happens is as we age, we tend to lose about three to 8% of our lean mass per decade. So let's be conservative and say that she lost, because she wasn't intentionally strength training, she lost 3% of her lean mass per decade. So that's 6% over the span of about 20 years. So now she's 50, fast forward. Let's say she weighs the exact same. She weighs 150 pounds, but now instead of having 70% lean mass, 30% fat mass, she now has 66% lean mass and 34% fat mass. So she weighs the exact same, but her body composition has changed. And she's probably likely feeling frustrated that she has to continue to add more cardio and continue to cut her calories. And she's probably not feeling very good either. So I truly do think that this focus on moderate intensity and cutting calories is kind of your no man's land. You're stressing out your body. You're not burning as much as you think, or definitely not as much as your fitness watch is telling you. And you're spending a lot of time and energy in your workouts and not really seeing much in the way of physical change in the long run. So that's side one is that modern intensity camp and why I don't recommend focusing on burning calories. Side two is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. It's your low intensity, your yoga and Pilates, 
think more endurance-based workouts that are um, longer time under tension. The workouts are really burning, maybe even flexibility-based. And a lot of times these types of workouts are more appealing for women. And what a lot of women jump from when they are burned out after years or decades of doing the opposite side of all the cardio. And this is appealing because it's less stressful. And if you're coming from that moderate intensity work, you will likely feel better because of the subtraction of all the overly stressful exercise. Yoga and Pilates really gets you to pay attention. There's an emphasis on breath work, on gentle movement, which can really help you transition from that like high cortisol stressed out state into a more rest, digest, and heal state. And I think these methods can be great, especially if you're a beginner or if you're in that transition where you're coming from high intensity exercise and your body needs to kind of level out a little bit. But I don't recommend staying in this lower intensity, the yoga and Pilates only camp forever. And I'll tell you why. Primarily, it has to do with muscle mass. Everything is going to go back to muscle mass in this presentation. We tend to lose type two muscle fibers as we age. So you have two primary types of muscle fibers. You've got your type one muscle fibers, which are smaller. They're your endurance fibers. Think what's recruited when you're doing um, more endurance exercises like walking, or a lot of times Pilates exercises will fall into this category. Your type two muscle fibers are your larger, more strong, powerful muscle fibers. If you think about your type one and type two fibers as like a blanket and in that blanket, you've got thick yarn and those are your type one muscle fibers. They take up more space within the blanket. And then you've got your type, did I say type one, type two fibers are the yarn. <laughs> type one is like your thinner, like thread. And that takes up less space within that blanket. So picture your muscle fibers kind of in that way. What happens as we age is we tend to keep a good composition of our type one muscle fibers, those smaller muscle fibers, but we tend to lose these type two muscle fibers as we age. So what we want to do is keep a good composition of these type two muscle fibers. It's good for your metabolism. It's good for your strength and power, and it really will account for more of your lean mass. But a lot of times Pilates isn't necessarily targeting those type two muscle fibers. It's targeting more of your endurance fibers. And a lot of people will say, but Pilates burns. It's really hard. Yes, I agree. It does burn and Pilates is really hard. And I'm also not bashing Pilates at all. We're just going to give you the scientific facts. Many, not all Pilates classes are primarily focusing on those endurance, smaller fibers. Many times you're doing an exercise for longer periods for, with very low load. So picture like arm circles with body weight or maybe like one pound wrist weights for like three minutes on end. By the end of that three minutes, your arms will really be burning and it'll feel very challenging, but it might not be doing much in the way of physically changing the muscle because studies show that when you're lifting lower than about 30% of your one rep max, you don't gain muscle. And I'm not going to get too much into one rep max in today's um, presentation, just because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But studies show that really, really lightweight, really, really low load probably won't be changing the muscle much. Now, quick disclaimer, this doesn't mean that body weight can't build muscle because in some exercises, body weight is much more resistance than 30% of your one rep max. And I talk about that in Instagram all the time. And we've also done a one question Monday about this um, on the podcast in case you want to go listen to more. But in general, if you're doing exercises for like minutes and minutes on end for the same muscle group, it likely isn't doing much for the size of the muscle. The second question I get about Pilates is, well, doesn't Pilates tone? And this is 
coming from a lot of fitness marketing. So I want to debunk this. Toning. What is toning? Toning isn't actually a scientific word. It's created from fitness marketing. Toning is really body recomposition. So losing fat and gaining muscle or losing fat and being able to see the existing muscle underneath. So this means that the gaining muscle piece exercise and losing fat piece is from nutrition. So if Pilates is allowing someone to gain muscle, then they are contributing to that toned aesthetic because they're it's the gaining muscle piece, but it's not, Pilates does not spot treat fat. Pilates will not reduce your fat content. That has to come from nutrition. But a lot of times we'll see these influencers who are touting that like Pilates has been what tones them. And let me talk about this real quick because I think this is important to kind of debunk. A lot of times people are coming from a high intensity routine that is likely inflaming their body. So they're switching from high intensity or that moderate intensity um, camp to lower intensity. And so they're likely decreasing their inflammation. Maybe they're even losing some muscle mass. So they appear overall smaller and quote unquote tighter, but likely that would have happened from doing nothing. It's not necessarily Pilates that's giving them that toned aesthetic, but Pilates is what often gets the credit. So I'm not saying that Pilates is bad or wrong, but I do think that understanding what it is and isn't doing for your body is really important. Not only can this moderate intensity only exercise routine lead to this downward spiral, but just focusing on exercises that aren't building muscle or fitness routines that are not building muscle or only focus on those type one fibers can also lead to the downward spiral in a similar way. So if you're only focused on your endurance fibers, on those smaller muscle fibers, you will lose lean mass since they account for less of the mass of your muscle. Same thing happens here, right? Your basal metabolic rate can drop. You maybe constantly feel like you have to continue to cut calories and you feel like you're always on a diet. So those are the two camps. And I think it's really important to talk about those two things so that we can really focus on what is going to work, but also feel good for your body. Here's how it actually works. Here's how fitness actually works. You want to have a balance between what's called your anabolic processes and your catabolic processes. Your anabolic processes are the build up anything in your body that builds tissue up. Your catabolic processes are anything that breaks tissue down. So think about catabolic as being exercise and anabolic being recovery. When these two processes are more or less balanced, you can see really sustainable results without wearing yourself down. And this is the goal. A reliance on moderate intensity is likely over heavy on the catabolic, whereas a an emphasis on that lower intensity only is often too heavy on the anabolic side. So there's an in-between that can be really effective without wearing you down. And the key, in case you didn't gather this, is to build muscle. Not only does muscle improve your metabolism, but it also improves your insulin sensitivity. Insulin, and again, I'm not going to get into this too much today. I've done podcasts about this, but insulin is a very important hormone. It affects every single cell in our bodies. The more insulin sensitive we are, the healthier we are. Muscle mass improves insulin sensitivity, which I've talked about in some pod podcasts, not going to get into today, but the bottom line is that better insulin sensitivity improves your glucose regulation and your ability for your body to use fat as fuel. So building muscle has nothing to do with calories burned. A lot of times your muscle building routines will not burn a lot of calories, but it's the biggest bang for your buck to focus on your muscle. 
a muscle forward routine, sometimes, you know, you'll feel your muscles working and burning. And then you'll look down at your watch and you'll be like, oh, I only burned 200 calories. I want you to not even worry about that at all. Ditching your fitness watch could be one of the best things you do for yourself and really focus on that muscle fatigue rather than calories burned. Because here's what happens. A focus on building muscle, a muscle forward routine can lead to the upward spiral. So what happens is you gain muscle without sacrificing your joints, doing a program like Evlo. You improve your metabolism, your basal metabolic rate. You improve your insulin sensitivity. These two things can help you improve your glucose regulation, your ability for your body to regulate what you're eating and use fat as fuel. And this leads to more freedom with what you eat because your metabolism is better. Leanness becomes easier to maintain. You feel like you have less pain and burnout. So this is truly the upward spiral. It's not a fast track. Again, it took me a full year to gain muscle. So it's not a fast track, but it can truly be one of the best things to invest in for your body. Here are the top two concerns when I say to focus on building muscle. First is I don't want to lift super heavy. Some people have no desire to do that. And then the second concern I get is women feeling like they might get bulky. So let's talk about those two things quickly. And then we'll get into building our plan. So when we think about traditional muscle building routines, these pictures are kind of what we consider. So like snatches, you know, squatting heavy, we've got heavy barbells, you're lifting heavy things, grunting in the gym, whatever you might picture as kind of your traditional muscle building routine. And many women are either intimidated by this, or if you're like me, these exercises do not feel good on your body. I tried to do this for years and it was like trying to, what's the saying, shove a a square Uh, a peg in a round square hole, whatever that is. (laughs) I tried to wedge myself into the routine and it never worked, but there is another way you don't have these types of routines will work to build muscle, but you don't have to do those types of exercises. I haven't done those types of exercises in years. And yet I've still been able to build muscle this year by applying more targeted lifts. This is just a quick study that I cited about how you don't have to lift super heavy. Studies show that as long as you're getting close to that muscular failure point, it doesn't really matter how heavy you're lifting or your rep range. So you don't have to lift for three reps in order with your heaviest weight in order to see muscle growth. You can actually have more of a moderate rep range and moderate resistance and still see muscle growth. We use really targeted lifts with Um, moderate load. And this is a great way for women to build muscle without wearing yourself down. This is what I recommend and what we do in Evlo. And you'll see that we're targeting one muscle group at a time. We are usually doing our sets for like 60 to 90 seconds and you feel really fatigued and get close to failure by the end of that set. And I'll talk more about that and progressive overload here in a moment. And then the second concern women often ask is, well, won't I get bulky if I start lifting weights or if I start focusing on muscle? Bulkiness generally comes from gaining weight and not losing fat. So if you gain muscle quickly and you're in a calorie surplus, you will often get this bulky appearance and it's just gaining mass overall. And it's not necessarily bad, right? But I think a lot of women get afraid of that. So we'll talk about body recomposition, which is where nutrition comes in, um, where you're gaining muscle and you're losing fat at the same time. It's a slower process. But ultimately with body recomposition, you get the benefits of slowly building muscle. And it's honestly generally what women prefer aesthetically. So you're not going to get bulky if you are focused on proper nutrition and lifting um, appropriately. 
So there you have it. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this was insightful. My goal is for all of us to be kinder to ourselves, stop beating ourselves up in our workouts, and truly seek fitness tools to improve our overall health, not wear ourselves down unnecessarily. So to listen to the rest of the workshop, you can join our 14-day free trial. Evel members, it's up for you there. So hope you enjoy, and we will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.